0: Welcome back to Holding Space Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cassidy, and in this episode today, I am talking to all of the mamas who feel like maybe they've lost a little or a lot of themselves in that transition to motherhood. I sit down with my friend and colleague fellow therapist Chastity at Momfully You on Instagram if you follow her there. And in this episode we're talking all about identity as a new mom. What is identity? We explore the emotions that can come up when you are in this transition of becoming a mom and taking on this new role and identity for yourself. Now, if by the end of this episode, you're like, oh my gosh, Chastity and Cassidy are speaking straight to my heart here. I'm really drowning in this new role as a mom. Then I want you to head to the show notes. I want you to follow Chastity at Momfully You. She has a membership program that actually the doors are closing on that today, October 26th. So you want to check that out if you're listening to this on the day that this episode went live. But even if you're not, head over to her account. She has so many resources that she shares from her heart for free daily, and if you are interested in that membership program, she will be opening the doors again sometime in 2021. Today's episode is brought to you by Stork, S-T-O-R-Q. They've been sponsoring the last few postpartum episodes as well as this one. And today I want to talk to you about their new mom's kit. So in the new mom's kit, you get the nipple balm. You also get the soothing spray. And let me tell you a little bit about this soothing spray. If you've ever had a baby before, been pregnant before, then you know that during this time in your life, there is a lot going on down there. So this soothing spray is really comforting. The new Moms Kit also comes with a SITS bath that you can soak in All of their ingredients are 100% natural, GMO-free, made in the USA. If you're interested in buying this for yourself or getting it for a new mom that you know, head over to stork.com, S-T-O-R-Q, and use the code HOLDINGSPACE for 10% off your first order. All right, I'm so excited to share this conversation and Chastity's work and wisdom with all of you, so let's get to the episode. While I hope that this podcast is supportive to you, it is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed health provider. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello Chastity. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and talk with me today all about identity when you become a mama. I'm so excited to get a chance to finally get off Instagram in our DMs and actually talk to you like in real time. It's so great.
1: Real time. It's like I don't have to pretend that I'm having a conversation with you in my IG stories. I can just actually, you know, talk to you in real life. Yes. <laughs> Gosh,
0: it's it's such a lost art, right, yes. Like to actually talk in real time. I'm so glad we're getting a chance to do it. Yes. So before we dive into our topic, can you share a little bit about your background and context um, and how you became passionate about identity for new moms? Yeah,
1: so this kind of started uh, for me, well, before we get to that point, I'm Chastity. Hi, <laughs> I am a mama of two beautiful daughters, um, and my husband and I are raising them in Dallas, Texas, and it is a whirlwind because they are 13 months apart. They're one and two, and they keep us busy with a capital B, wow. and wow. <laughs> it's lovely, and at times it's just pure chaos, And but we love it all the same. And so um, kind of my my journey into working with moms kind of started even before I was a mom myself. So being around my friends and families and just kind of listening to the stories that they had. And I'm like, hmm, like there's there's something there. If I'm starting to hear the same pattern of um, really struggles about how that transition into motherhood and that difficulty that comes up with that. And so you know, kind of tucked that away, like okay, I got it. Um, and then I became a mother on my own, and I was like, oh, there's definitely something there.
0: <laughs> like, there oh, is this is uh, yes. the thing. Yeah, look,
1: there's all kinds of things that are there. And so I always put it in in the in the phrase of like. My my friends and family kind of sparked that, but becoming a mom on my own like set it on fire, and so I just you know figured out ways to um, get specialized training in maternal mental health, and really kind of focus my attention and all of my devotion to this population because I really do think that it's um, it's such an important thing to help other moms like transition into this motherhood and know that they're not alone in doing so. Um, My, I had two hard pregnancies and so it it was really tough to kind of reach out to people that maybe didn't have kids or maybe weren't aware of the difficulties that come with that. And so just having that personal experience and then pairing it with the professional side of kind of knowing how to treat it really just, I get chill bumps every time I talk about it because I just get so excited about about doing this work.
0: Yeah, I I can really relate to the experience of having that transition just kind of rock my world. I was, my partner and I, we are actually high school sweethearts. We've been together for a very long time and we got married um, and then. We decided we were ready to have kids because we've been together for so long. And yeah. so I had my daughter when I was 26 and I was the youngest of, I'm um, sorry, the only, my my only friend in my friend group to have a baby. Um, mm. And so I was the first, not the youngest, I was the first to have a baby. Mm. And it was really isolating because i didn't realize i didn't realize what a huge transition it was going to be and a huge shift for me in terms of what i wanted to talk about or what 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 i was interested in talking about and just what was consuming my life but also um but also i i just felt like i didn't think that they would understand because you don't gosh i wish i could like bottle it up right the perspective you get once you're in it Mm -hmm. but it's very hard until you've been in it yourself. And mm-hmm. so I felt pretty lonely. And mm-hmm. over time, eventually I found my, my group of mom friends, um, you know, but it was hard because there was also, you know, grieving those relationships yes. and those friendships that had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they were out doing things that I was no longer, you know, a part of or interested in doing or had the capacity to do. Yeah. And so it was, it really rocked my world. Um, And so I can really relate to that sort of experience of I had I had a a little bit of a passion for this population before Mm -hmm. becoming a mom. I was working in a medical setting and really loved working with new moms. But yeah, it set it on fire once I became a Mm -hmm. mom myself and also was able to then heal through some of our own difficult experiences. Mm -hmm. So what I love is that you're bringing all of this to a more public platform chastity through <laughs> social media. So what kind of inspired you to start Momfully you, which is your Instagram account where you share incredible content and supportive resources. What inspired you to get on social media and to start having these more public conversations about the transition into motherhood? Yeah. You know,
1: what's funny is I, Originally, was like, I'm gonna start a blog. Yes, I am. I'm gonna write all the things that are on my heart and I'm just gonna write till I die, you know? And then I started writing, I was like, mm, you know what? I don't think I like this. <laughs> Oh girl, I had the
0: same story. I had the same experience. I was vlogging, and then I was like, I don't really like writing nope. in long form. <laughs> nope. I don't like it one
1: bit. Um, yeah. but I knew that I had to keep giving. Like I knew that, that I had to keep trying different keys until I unlocked, you know, my door. Um, <clears throat> yeah. and so in comes Instagram and, um, I was just like, I'm, just going to put myself out there. Cause it can be scary, right? For us therapists to oh, yeah. um, enter into those waters. It's, it's almost like a, um, it's a very vulnerable place to be in. Um, and so, but I knew that that couldn't stop me. I knew that that, that was not reason enough for me not to help in this way. I had no idea that the account would be what it is. Um, but I'm so thankful to have the community of, of moms there that, you know, are really kind of dedicated to taking in some of the content that I create and, you know, just the comments is just so encouraging. So I'm glad that I didn't like completely throw everything out of the window just because blogging didn't work. <laughs> right. I found, found my thing, you know? Yeah. It's one of the reasons why I love
0: podcasting. Like, give me mm-hmm. like, give me a, a mic and like, uh, I can talk about something and give me someone else to talk to, with about it right like i want to be in conversation but oh my gosh staring at a blank screen and the cursor Mm -hmm. and like trying to write out a whole blog post i mean i'll do it if i have to you know if it's going to help someone but oh i would so much rather yeah talk about it Um, and i love on your instagram account and i'll share a link in the show notes for any mama who wants to find you there I love the graphics that you create, like you create these graphics that just like brings experiences to life. And I'm such a visual person and they're beautiful, but they're real and they're backed up by the work that, that, you know, you're training um, as a clinician and it's amazing. So Thank I you. definitely recommend people go find you over at momfully you on, Thank on you. the Instagram, on this silly little <laughs> app that, yeah. yep. you know, can bring us together and tear us apart but it can be a source of of goodness too all right so let's jump in and start talking about identity after baby so chastity Mm -hmm.
1: first off what are we
0: talking about when we say identity
1: yeah so many things right that's such a broad um word to be like okay well what in the world is that i think a lot of things come up for me but Mainly, it's like who you are at your bare bones, right? Mm-hmm. Who you are stripped away from all of the external um, influences or maybe who you are in different rooms. Who are you when it's just you? You know, yeah. like, who do you show yourself to be when it's just you in your room? What's important to you? So that's things like your your values and your priorities. Like what do you hold dear to yourself that helps mm-hmm. you move throughout the world, you know, the way that you do? What influences that from kind of an internal perspective? Um, how do you think that the world sees you and influences you? Because that has um, that has influence on your self-esteem and your confidence. And we'll kind of probably talk about that a little later, but um, your kind of own perspective of, again, how you're moving in this world. And some of those those influences um, from our identity, you know, come up from those, those values that we have and that we honor about ourselves, the things that we love and like and are passionate about, our personality and belief systems that we've come um, into terms with and we've kind of adopted as our own, like this kind of, um, kind of a wearing, like what are you wearing? What is that? That is what clothes you, your identity.
0: Right. And then, and then you can carry that identity, right? And those things, those values that drive you, that are important to you, that are so meaningful to you, those parts of yourself, right? Those parts of your identity. We can carry that for a while. And then, and then we can become a mom. (laughs) And there can be a lot of shifts that happen in that space, right? And I think there's maybe. The initial hope and expectation that um, you know I'm going to become a mom and I'm going to take on this this new this I'm going to wear this new role right mm-hmm. of being a mother and it's going to be beautiful and glorious and um, instant mm-hmm. and 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 we don't maybe consider that um, in in transitioning to becoming a mom that these other parts of our identity can be challenged or might change or no. shift. And mm-hmm. and and then we can also find ourselves feeling like, wait, I, I don't necessarily feel like all of a sudden I am now a mom and comfortable in this role and identity. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, turbulent feelings and emotions that can come in yeah. that sort of transition. Mm-hmm. And there's actually been a term that um, – Dr. Alexandra Sachs, um, she has a TED talk on this um, where she calls it matriessence, which sounds a lot like adolescence, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that that's actually purposeful because adolescence is very turbulent, Mm -hmm. um, a turbulent transition, but so can this transition into becoming a mom. And so I'd love to hear from you, what are some of these identity shifts that Um, a mom listening might resonate with, or if she's expecting that she, Mm -hmm. if she's pregnant, Mm
1: -hmm. um, that she can maybe anticipate might might occur. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Where do we start? So many different things. I think one of the things that I hear the most kind of ties into like confidence. Like you Uh kind of go from, pretty knowing who you are and like how you do things what you like and your personality you kind of have a grip on that right and then in comes motherhood where literally for a long time lots of things are changing very quickly if you think about like the three months the six months the nine months all of those different times there's a lot of shifting that's happening and so you're you're constantly having to to start at like hitting the restart like oh I got that down now we're moving on to another phase, and so I hear a lot of moms talking about like I don't have any confidence in myself anymore. I don't know a thing you know? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. i I have to ask people all the time, what do I do here, and you know feeling like um they second guess themselves or they have lost trust in themselves um and that could be really hard, especially for moms who um who have kind of prided themselves in being a confident, you know, person and being able to like maneuver and be resilient. And then you have like this encounter with this transition into motherhood and it stretches you, it stretches that, those parts of you. Um, Oh, I can relate to that so
0: deeply. I know that, you know, one of my values um, and it's, it was a, it was definitely a value that felt like even more of a priority before I became a mom uh, but it was achievement, right? Like yeah. I, I it was really, really important to me that when I took on something that there, that I was able to achieve, right. That I was mm-hmm. able to, um, finish it and finish it well and, um, and continue to grow in that area. But to just have that sense of like achievement, like yeah. there's like, I okay, now I have achieved this thing and I move on to the next. Um, but with, and then I became a mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, I am trying to utilize these same that same value of like achievement in motherhood. Yeah. But it was very difficult because babies aren't something to be achieved, right? Like right. it's there they are this separate little human with their own mm-hmm. schedules and needs, and it's messy and yeah. it's not um, linear <laughs> always. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and, and then there's, it's, it was just, you know, for instance, let's take, let's take, um, sleep schedules or something, right? Yeah. Like,
1: uh-huh. um,
0: or just the schedules in general, like, mm-hmm. and how often they're always changing, because mm-hmm. your baby is always growing and developing and shifting and changing. And I, I had to really shift my mindset from looking at my baby as like a project yeah. to a person, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I was I've been in school for so long. And that was really my focus. And I don't know, it was it really rocked me how just like kind of messy it all was right yeah. like and and also there was nobody like there were no grades no somebody wasn't going <laughs> to be like hey today yeah. you got a an a plus yeah. on yeah. your mothering and you know there wasn't any of that feedback yeah, um I that, kind
1: of feedback i was used to yeah i i was just gonna say you were me i call it like the mother meter like you mm. um and, and there's some, some days when you're like, I'm, I'm killing it. I got the schedule down pack. I got us out of the house on time, redress and, you know, whatever. um And then there's other days when it, you know, it's just ca- pure chaos. And so if your worth and your identity and your value and confidence and all of that is kind of mixed and tangled into yeah. that mother meter, oh my gosh, can it affect the way that you view yourself? Oh, right? Yeah.
0: Like, totally, and I'm also a recovering perfectionist yeah. and a striving good enoughist, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I my my perfectionism, which often shows up whenever I'm about to do anything really important, showed up around motherhood. And you know, it was a whole lot easier to put on the mask of having everything together mm-hmm. when it was just me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so much harder when you become a new mom and you're sleep deprived yeah. and. You have this little baby who has their own schedule and needs, and mm-hmm. you know um, feelings and emotions. And I mean, this is this is throughout all of motherhood. It's yeah. much harder to maintain that, um, you know, that sort of perfectionistic sort of yeah. style. Mm-hmm. And that was really difficult for me. But and I think that you kind of touched on this with something you said earlier it made me stretch and grow, right? Right. Like all of a sudden I had to become more flexible with my sort of type A achievement oriented (laughs) uh, personality. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I really had to face my perfectionism because it was much harder to put that mask on of perfection and having it all together. But also it was hurting me in the process because it was keeping me from
1: getting the support that I needed because yeah. it was I, I was struggling yeah and it really does and I think that ties into a, another thing that I hear a lot is kind of this autonomy or, or losing this sense of independence like mm-hmm. you're so tightly tied to this other human that you love so much but you're like everything is shared right like your yeah, time yeah. is shared your body for a lot of moms is shared um and it's it can seem very difficult to have that like, okay, I'm a I'm a person (laughs) and they're a person, right? Versus like I'm I'm always operating out of this role as mom. And so if you're kind of used to having this independence and this kind of freedom, if you will, then you know, even simple things like going to the grocery store alone (laughs) or, you know, eating your food by yourself without having toddlers be like, (laughs)
0: right right. or to have a baby start crying and need you because you know you're living in this sort of like two-hour feeding schedule yeah yeah
1: Yeah. you're on their schedule they're not on yours you're on theirs, and that can be hard yeah
0: I still remember like the first time I got out of the house um with my first and like i just took the dog for a walk and i was walking around our block and i like sat down and like felt the sun on my face and i just mm-hmm. started crying because one it just it felt so good to be outside but mm-hmm. two i was like i was that feeling of, of feeling trapped right a feeling like yeah. okay i can't just like do things as freely and easily as I used to Mm -hmm. and I feel trapped Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then that was quickly followed by guilt um and a little bit of shame that like I'm even having these feelings of being feeling trapped by by my baby my baby that I wanted so badly Mm -hmm. and my baby that I really did love but also Mm -hmm. felt like a a little alien leech right Mm -hmm. that like was controlling my schedule and um sucking everything out of me literally (laughs) Um, my first my first literally like i was like oh my gosh people were concerned they're like you need like a protein shake or something like i just was so stressed and she was Mm -hmm. feeding her all the time and sleep deprived (laughs) but um it was really hard and I didn't necessarily, I didn't anticipate any of that because those weren't the the stories that I heard when I was, when I was expecting and pregnant.
1: Exactly. That's, that's exactly it. And I say all the time, like for, for humanity to literally be a a thing only through the birth of someone, why isn't it a thing to talk about how hard this is? Like we all got here from a birthing person. Right. So right. why is it such a taboo thing or or something that is not that um, freely discussed of how hard it is? And I think the more that we can normalize the difficulties of the transition, the more we'll start to see these number of Moms kind of struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety and all of the other kind of disorders that come along with that. Like, we'll start to see those numbers decrease a little, I feel, if we just would normalize that you're not going crazy. It's okay. These are common things that happen. You know, if we do it more of a proactive thing to talk about it versus a reactive and saying, oh, you know, how do we kind of fix this up? But if we were on top of it and just, just as, just like we're doing right now like sharing these stories that a lot of moms have experienced and gone through and just kind of take rip that shame off mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh you know gosh. invite other either moms to be or new moms like inviting them in to this experience to say if this is you because it was me I want you to know it's okay
0: coexist is the app that's revolutionizing how couples manage the mental load of household tasks and childcare. It's like having a personal assistant right in your pocket, helping you and your partner effortlessly share tasks, plan meals, collaborate on lists, and even give each other kudos along the way. Here's the cherry on top for my amazing community. Coexist is offering an exclusive deal. Sign up for a two-week free trial before June 15th and you'll get 15% off the annual plan on iOS with the code DRCASSIDY15. So what are you waiting for? Really take that first step towards a more harmonious home life today. Download Coexist on Android or iOS at getcoexist.com. It's oh okay. my gosh. I mean, if, if somebody had had that conversation with me, you know, when I was expecting, it would have really shifted that yeah. first experience. Mm-hmm. And now with my second and with now with my third, cause I'm in it right now. I'm, my little baby is eight weeks old and I'm, I, I'm in it, but like mm-hmm. I have, and it's still a lot, like, yeah, don't absolutely. get me wrong. And yeah. like, you know, having a baby during a pandemic is like a whole other shebang. But oh like,
1: my You guys yeah. are like, oh, I can't even, I just can't even it's just,
0: it's wild. It's wild. Mm -hmm. But like, I have that sort of perspective of knowing that like, you know, I will, there will come a day where my baby won't need me as much as my baby needs me now, that there will come a day where I won't be my baby's full food source. You know, there will come a day where I'll be able to sleep through the night and my baby will sleep through the night. And there will come a day where I'll be able to go on a trip with my friends or, you know, have more date nights with my partner or be back, you know, in the swing of things with my work and and growing in ways that I personally want to keep developing. Like I know yeah. that those things will happen because mm-hmm. they have before. Like my mm-hmm. um, oldest is nine and then my middle child is six. So it's been a while since we had you know since I'd had a baby and mm-hmm. I know that like that happens but when you're in it, it can feel like it can feel like you're losing those parts of your identity. Like you're Mm -hmm. not ever going to be able to get them back Mm -hmm. and there can be a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. And while parts of my identity that I did reclaim had, had shifted, right? Because now they also shared space with my new identity as a mom, Mm -hmm. I was able to, to touch them again. Right. And to find myself feeling those parts of myself again, um, And so, yeah, can you speak a little maybe
1: to some of the grief that can come around around all of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just how you just said kind of this leaving those parts behind. And it's not necessarily something that happens overnight, um, but something that over time you kind of each day you're you're a piece of you is, is being sacrificed in order to meet the needs of someone else. And which again, we love our babies and there is a season where you're doing a lot of sacrificing and a lot of it is required, you know, in order to, um, to, to help the baby. But if we don't kind of find a way to adjust that, and come out of the all sacrificing and into a more balanced or more kind of um, priority-based value um, for ourselves and our family dynamic as a whole, we will start to see that, that our identity has been lost. Mm. and There is a certain grief that comes up with that, you know, being able to be happy with yourself. Like I've heard so many moms say, and it just m- breaks my heart. Like, I don't know who I am and I don't like this person. Um she's nothing like me, right? Like she's nothing like I used to be and so you see this kind of comparison between the the you that is now versus the you that was then. Um mm-hmm. and there's definitely a grief there like you can't this idea that you you like you said feel trapped. There's this kind of sadness that comes with grieving this person that had all of that freedom or had more freedom. So maybe you have multiple children and now you've added one and it feels like it's a lot or too much at times. Right. So it's like moms will even say like, what was I thinking getting into this? Like who I think I was wanting a baby Um, and grieving that kind of that lifestyle or um, the things that they were able to do um, or even hope for, because sometimes, and again, there's this myth, like, once your baby's life began, like you, you you've ended, you're, you're good. It's all about the kids. Now it's all about the babies now. And if you're not intentional, which can be hard, right. But yeah. if, you, if you're not intentional and have support in some kind of way that helps you say, no, 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 no. I am still a person. Mm-hmm. Although I am operating in the role as a mother and love it I am still a person. I still matter. I still need caring for, I still need my worth and my values and priorities to be, to have a place in this, right. To have a place in our dynamic and in our life. And so I've definitely seen where the grief can come up when that is no more, right. This kind of the dying of, of self, all Mm. for the sacrifice of the baby. And
0: let's talk a second about like the world around us, kind of like, you know, perpetuating some of that messaging, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, You are, so you're pregnant, right? And you walk in the door and everybody runs to you and they want to tip your belly and they're, how are you feeling? And look at, look how, look at, look at, you know, everything. It's all about you. It's about you. It's about celebrating you. Uh Uh And then when, and also when you're expecting your, maybe your OBGYN, your provider is um, always checking in on you and you're seeing Mm -hmm. them every, you know, four weeks to two weeks to one week. And then the baby is born. Yeah. And then what happens? Like, all of a sudden, you walk in the door with the baby, and everybody's like, oh, to the
1: baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's, she doing? How's she eating? How's she sleeping? All these questions are geared towards the baby, and it, it, all the while, here's a mom that needs someone to just ask her, how are you? Yeah. And the, I mean, and the same thing with
0: our healthcare system, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have... And it's like, all right, see you in six weeks. And then after that, you get this one appointment, maybe. Maybe. I'm hearing that a lot of moms aren't even getting that appointment right now because of COVID. And then it's like, okay, see you in a year. And it's like, wait a second. Like, what just happened? And I've been, um, I I polled my Instagram audience recently about their experience um, around that like one six-week appointment. And just, I heard so many stories Mm -hmm. of moms just feeling like, just left in the dust. Right. And mm-hmm. so there's just this sort of message in that, that says it's no, you're no longer like precious or you're no mm-hmm. longer important or mm-hmm. you're no, it's, it's where now the focus is, has shifted.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so then if you, if a mom is, is feeling that and getting that message, um, I mean, it's going to make it that much harder to really start to name these experiences mm-hmm as something that aren't okay, and to start to reclaim that sense of, of self in all of this, or to get support.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, even just kind of as you were saying about how society perpetuates that belief that the baby matters over the mom, or, you know, her life is over <laughs> when the baby has entered the scene, that kind of belief can embed and create what I feel some of that guilt and shame, right? So you're receiving this right. message that the babies should come first. So then, when you get a when you get some time eventually to do something for yourself, that that messaging is still embedded in you. So you have these thoughts of, "Oh my gosh, I am not taking care of them." Then that means I'm doing something wrong that means i'm doing something bad because a good mom takes care of her babies at all times this is the message that i've received and so it must be true right and so then you and you talked about it earlier like you finally get a chance to do something and then you feel guilty for doing it or you don't feel guilty and then you feel guilty for not feeling guilty
0: (laughs) oh my gosh like it's just such a it's a nasty cycle it is it is Then, what happens if we start to feel guilty or shame right so guilt is i've done something wrong shame being the experience that there's something actually deeply wrong with me Mm -hmm. and i think both are things that we want to hide we don't want anybody to know that like things that we're feeling or that we are doing and so Mm -hmm. we maybe put on the mask of perfection or having it all together Mm -hmm. or We just keep that part of ourselves sort of silenced. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you throw shame in with isolation or Mm -hmm. not getting support? It can fester Mm -hmm. and it can grow. Mm -hmm. And we don't get a chance to see that maybe other moms are feeling these same ways. So we're maybe, you know, comparing ourselves and we're just assuming nobody else must have these feelings. Like that's just because there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't believe that Mm -hmm. other moms may be experiencing these things as well. And we don't know that because we're not opening no, we're up about, about it. it right? yeah. There's that 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 like that that vulnerability feels really that level of vulnerability feels really scary. And yeah. so a lot of times we won't step mm-hmm. into it, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll just sort of keep that keep that keep that hidden away so right. that nobody that part.
1: Yeah, it's like nobody else is talking about it. They they must not be experiencing. I must be the only one out. I'm not going to out myself. I'm just going to Keep it to myself, which could lead to suffering, like you just talked about. And uh I wish we could do a better job.
0: <laughs> and then there's social media, right? So then yeah. then you you're in your little shame spiral and and yeah. open up the app because you know, I think we're all we all have some level of addiction to our phones. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we do it, we open it up, we start scrolling, and what are you gonna see? The curated filtered like, happy moments, mm-hmm. highlight reels of mm-hmm. everybody else's life and looking so content in their role as a mom. And you're just like, yep, yeah, confirmation, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this is just something that's deeply wrong with me. And, yeah. you know, I, I, for sure, all of this can be such a um, a, a doorway into depression, yeah. anxiety, yeah. Um, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And so, let's talk a little bit about like what, so what can we do, right? Like what, what can you offer Chastity in terms of some supportive ideas of ways that moms can begin to maybe process some of these identity shifts or to start to reclaim a sense of identity in their role now as a mom?
1: Yeah. I mean, I really do think that the first step is really kind of accepting that Things have changed because sometimes we will kind of get caught up in this idea of like, no, but I want it to look like that. Right. Like I wanted, I want to go back to that. Well, that's that's not we're not going to be able to go back to that. Right. So how can we appreciate. Where we are now, we can still hold we can still hold the space for kind of the side of grieving. Like, I I, I miss this part, right? I, I miss this season of my life that I'm no longer in. These things were great about that. But also, how can we nurture on this other side? How can we pour and invest into this other side? We do that by accepting, hey, we're different now. How can we get along on this side, right? Really, kind of going into and discovering what are my priorities now because they look different, then, right? My priority before I had kiddos was to nap every Sunday, uh-huh. <laughs> go to Target every Saturday, and I'm telling you right now, that's not happened, yeah. You know <laughs> <And I literally laughs> um, but you know, like things that. That align with your season right now because that conflict happened when you're trying to force something into a season that 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 no longer fits so how can we create on the other side of this something that you feel connected to how can you connect to your your purpose in this season that Mm -hmm. you know that's your own right like how can I be a good person, a valuable person, a person that feels like my purpose is being developed, whether that is through the role of being a mom, a partner, a career woman, a work inside the home woman. You know, all of these different types of things, like figuring out what this looks like for you now and continuing this investment in yourself and committing like I'm going I'm not going to allow myself to um leave parts of myself behind. And when I when I start to feel like I'm, I'm, you know, leaving myself out of the equation, I know a few things that I can do, right? I can do this particular activity that I like. I can prioritize this much time and dedicate it to myself. I can, you know, work on this boundary that says I'm going to protect this, um, kind of protect where I am and what I want to do. So really kind of developing really like a life plan kind of in yeah. a slow thing. And I know that's, <laughs> it's such a big thing to do, but it really is this investment. I mean, if you think of it in a way, say your, your towel comes to you and they're like, mom, I have this, this project that I need to do. I've never done it before. Um, and I need your help. You wouldn't say, well, just leave it. You would say, no, let's, Let's do some research, right? Let's read some books. Let's get on the internet. Let's (laughs) call some people. You would get into that mode of research. How can I help you with this project so the same thing with yourself how can you invest and be on this journey of all of kind of refilling your cup and relearning things about yourself or discovering new things about yourself and and kind of captivating this this space to appreciate the the evolving you yeah. Oh, okay. A
0: few things I want to comment on there. Cause it's all so good. Okay. So first you named acceptance yeah. and I love that you're naming acceptance here because yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's acceptance of, right. There can be acceptance of, of the grief of the fact that like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, recognizing that like the the sadness maybe that yeah. is showing up around this um transition and this experience mm-hmm. is you know we're all we're wired for emotions and and sadness is often there to point us towards the feeling the things that are most important to us right yeah. like if we feel sad it's because something that's important to us has been lost potentially right mm-hmm. and so We can sort of accept those feelings um, Mm -hmm. and kind of bring them forward and say, hey, sadness, like, what are you what are you trying to tell me here? You know, Um, or hey, grief, like what what's going on? What Mm -hmm. have we lost here? That was really important to Mm me. Um, Even guilt. Hey, guilt. Like you often show up to. Let me know when I feel Mm -hmm. out of alignment with my values. Mm -hmm. And so what are you trying to tell me here? And I think acceptance of those feelings can be so powerful and so much so much more healing than trying to fight them or ignore them or numb out from them or Mm -hmm. struggle and suffer with them, right? So that level of acceptance, I I love that piece there Mm -hmm. um, that you named. And just acceptance that, yes, things have shifted. So you said, you know, maybe you, you know, used to love to take naps on Sundays and go to Target on Saturdays. And okay, so things have changed, right? Like you're not gonna be able to just like walk out the door or just like, you know, turn into bed and like put the covers over your head Mm -hmm. anymore without maybe taking a few extra steps, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that like... If if taking a nap on Sunday and having that kind of just space to rest and like restore yourself or to like walk the aisles of Target is like mm-hmm. something that just when you do that you feel like yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And okay, we have to accept that it's not just gonna be as easy as it used to be. Yeah. And I think we could just get stuck there, right? So we don't do it because we're just frustrated and yeah. resentful that can't just do it so easily Mm -hmm. but instead we can accept that like these are important things to you and you feel like yourself when you get to do them you can fill your cup back up so you're no longer having to like pour into others cups from like an empty vessel which is difficult and painful and not realistic Um, but that if this if these are important to you that yes it's going to take a few extra steps to make it happen right like you're going to have to talk to your partner about um, you know, tag teaming naps, right? So that like, mm-hmm. you can just yes. kind of go in the room and put in the earplugs and really rest. Um, or, you know, you, you may have to um, get bottles ready or pump or one of these things so that you can leave the house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to take those few extra steps, especially early on. And eventually, you'll have more freedom in that sense. But like, it's going to take a few extra steps, but if we can accept that that is the case now and then move forward to like, well, what's the next thing? What's the next step that's going to help me do something that's going to allow me to feel that sense of self again, outside of that bond and connection or that role now as, as
1: a mom. Yeah. And I just kind of keep hearing like this different does not mean damaged like right. just because you're different and the season is different and it will be ever changing because your children will grow and there'll be other life events that kind of have a play into you know whatever season that you're in but it doesn't mean that you're damaged or your relationships are damaged it just means that it's different and so adjusting to that in a way that aligns with who you are and what you want out of that season or that relationship that is that is the the thing that's gonna help you kind of like you said, not stay stuck in that, oh well, you know, might as well not even try to get a nap because this was my normal time. Like no, you get you a planner. So I have this um (laughs) called the best today guide. It's Uh a very value based um planner that every day, every morning you sit down and you write out things for the day. And then every night you discuss like how can I show up tomorrow for my best that day. Like, what does mm. my best look like for tomorrow? Is it, you know, cleaning, or is it just spending time with myself or my kiddos? Is it, you know, resting? Is it grocery shopping? Like, it calling a family member, reaching out to my mom friend, or, or whatever that looks like. Like, it's a very value based. So I use that, and every morning, every night, you see me planning my days out because <laughs> um, it, this season is different, right? It's it's not damaged. It's different. Mm.
0: I love that. All right. So Chastity, let's imagine that right now there's a mom. She's got her 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 headphones in, her ear pods in. She's listening to this conversation. And let's take let's like let's really picture her. She's shaking her head. She's like, Yes, this is like this is the experience that I've been going through. I just didn't really I hadn't really named it yet. She's sitting there, she's nodding her head, Chastity. Like, what do you want to say to her? What's your message to that mom listening right now?
1: Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, motherhood is, it's a part of who you are. It's not the sum of who you are. Mm -hmm. You still Mm -hmm. exist outside of that role, just like you exist outside of your role as partner or daughter. And although those things make you in some ways, they're part of you and they make you who you are, like you are still important. You do valuable work. <laughs> Even if it's, you know, picking up a toy or if it's, you know, taking a quick shower or just kind of saying something nice to yourself, that's valuable. And being able to, you know, put yourself first is not it's not a selfish thing. And so giving yourself permission to nurture yourself, evolve, um adjust to, to motherhood and really making it your own experience it's mm. possible it takes a little shifting but that's okay right it's not something that's going to happen overnight but you make it what you will mm. you have the ability i'm going to throw my my name in here to mom fully you you have mm, i love it <laughs> Uh, I was pretending like
0: you were just talking straight to me, not yeah. to that mom, but I hope the other mom listening is, 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 is feeling it in too. but I was, yeah. I was soaking it up, Chastity. Yeah. Um, I needed to hear it too right now, I think. Mm-hmm. So I am so grateful to you um, for having this conversation with me today. Chastity, what, where can people find you and what kind of offerings do you have right now to, um, to mamas?
1: Yeah. So on the Instagram, that's my, um, my fave place. Well, sometimes it's not my fave place, but <laughs> right, yeah. my fave place to be on Instagram at momfully.u. Um, you can find me there. It's a community of moms. There it's very supportive. Um, I create content that helps kind of surrounding identity and transition and adjusting and momming on your own terms. Uh, Kind yeah. of there, and I also have a membership that just launched, um, called Momfully You Academy, where I serve moms on a monthly basis, basis, basically a weekly basis though. Um, I drop weekly lessons, and we have opportunity to have live chats and answer questions. It's really just about cultivating a life that you want, fill that confidence bucket, fill that worth bucket, Mm. (laughs) those boundaries to protect who you are, just kind of this ongoing commitment and relationship to yourself outside of that role that we hold so dear to us. And so, yeah, if you want to learn more about Momfully You Academy, you can head to www.momfullyyou.com and you'll be able to sign up amazing this is gonna be such a game changer chastity
0: for so many moms i will be sure to include links to all of that in the show notes for anyone who's listening and interested again chastity thank you so much for taking the time i'm so grateful to know you to have you as a friend and colleague and that we had a chance to actually talk in real time with each other i'm so
1: grateful yes thank you for having me it's been such a pleasure to dialogue and be at least two more people that are not afraid to talk about this, this adjustment into motherhood and and the identity struggles that come with it for sure.
0: So important. Thank you, Chastity. You've been listening to Holding Space Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, you might want to hit that subscribe button to be the first to hear when new episodes air. Looking for more support? I teamed up with a board-certified joy to bring you two e-courses for expecting and postpartum parents. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Thank you so much for inviting me into part of your day today. I'm so grateful, and I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful rest of your day.